So many great questions to get to with the head coach at BYU. Kalani Satake joining us now. Coach, how you doing? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm doing so good, man. I'm doing so good. I'm just grateful that we have some level of normal spring ball <laughs> that's being played right now throughout the state. How how normal is it in comparison to the normal years, Kalani? Yeah, I mean, the fact that we get to practice past the, the fifth one uh, compared to last year, it's, that's a good sign. Uh, but, you know, it's it's I think it's, everything's trending the right way, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get to that position where we can have full stadium in the fall, but that's in the meantime, we'll just keep working and trying to do whatever we can to keep everyone safe. Well, hopefully we get to the point where I can come back out and watch a little spring ball because I I don't get a chance to see any of it, so I'm kind of going into this thing blind. How how are things looking uh, defensively and offensively? Who's Who's ahead of who and who's performing well? Kind of walk us through what you're seeing so far, Coach. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've seen some good things from both sides, and I think everybody will say, every coach is probably going to say that to you uh, that's having spring practices because the, the goal right now is to have our guys compete and then keep working on the fundamentals and the technique of the, uh, of the uh, of their, their position. So as we start working through it, we, we've been doing that a lot, and we have some some position battles going on every every position is up for grabs and so you can imagine the the amount of competitive competitiveness is out that's out there from each of our players so you know once they once they get there it gets a little heated and things get excited and and uh you know that gets a little physical but our, i think for the most part our guys have been uh practicing really well together and competing and I, i'm seeing some really good things I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of guys step up and even some new faces uh be able to do some things that that I think we can count on in the fall. Coach, I know you've been a part of some really great football teams, both as a player and a coach, and you've made runs to big-time bowl games, and you know, you've know you gotten to be a part of undefeated teams and, and incredible seasons with great storylines. But I do want to walk back a little bit to last year, and, and I've been meaning to ask you this. In comparison to what you went through last year, as a head coach and the team that that you got to coach and, and the accomplishments that you guys were able to put together, where does last year compare with years past in in your tenure as coaching and and as playing? Well, it's up there, but I, I mean, I I don't like you know when you look at this the result of the whole season, I think sometimes you you overshadow some of the great things that were done even in the ones that people would consider mediocre and and I'm talking about the connections to the players to the fans and the overall um um experience you know what I mean and mm-hmm. you and I have been part of some really good teams when we played and and some teams that didn't perform as good as we wanted it to but uh I could say that the connections that we made and the connections that that you have those things last a lifetime and so to um have one you know, if you're like looking at it, say, okay, this was the best one. This, if you're talking about the football season, then then obviously you like winning. But I would have to say that just overall, just connecting with people and being involved with a, you know, for me as a coach, is just being involved with the team and the program has been a huge honor. And so I remember those moments when when we were teammates and when we were playing, and uh, there's just some some of those connections that you have that 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 are just. They're way more meaningful than just the, the the result of the season or the bowl game that you went to, and so I I look I kind of judge it that way. But in regards to like having fun and winning, it was up there. I mean, we 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 had a lot of fun doing that. But 
Um, I think the thing that gets overshadowed more is just saying goodbye to some of the guys that you made connections with and then, you know, being able to see them go out and accomplish their goals and their dreams. That, that's the fun part of it. But, um, you know, look at all the teammates that we have that are still our friends for life, and some of them have passed on, and unfortunately, but we're still connected to everyone. And uh, it's just it's, that stuff is what, what sports is all about, and, and uh, that's the reason why I, I got into the business. Something I wish everybody had had a chance to experience, uh, the teammates that you build through collegiate and professional sports. is It's it's unique and incredible, and i got to imagine every year is special that way. And, and Coach, Coach, I'm thinking back through the years that you've played and the years that you've coached, and I don't think I can think of a, a year that you've had a quarterback either on the field with you or playing for you that was going to be a first-round draft pick up in, in the upcoming NFL draft. How unique was that to, to be able to coach a, a kid that's going to be taken in the first round in the NFL draft? It's really cool just to see someone that um, – a self-made person, you know, and, and then worked hard with his father growing up. I, I don't think a lot of people give enough credit to Mike Wilson – and then for the way that he raised his kids and then the way that he and Lisa raised their sons and then looking at um, the way Zach was raised, it, it just made sense that he was going to achieve great things on the football field, you know, and, and just happens to be as a quarterback. And you look at the work ethic that he brought to our program, of uh, what he learned from home, and when you have your, your leader and your quarterback with that type of work ethic and that expectation to have, uh, you know, to do great things on the field, uh, man, that leaves a, a lasting impression, and so uh, that, that, that's a lot of fun to, to see him achieve his goals and, and, and you know spring on everybody's board as far as the NFL draft goes. And, and he belongs in the NFL, and I'm, I'm excited for the things that he's going to do there. And I think whichever team drafts him is going to be really lucky. Well, now that opens up a quarterback race, and obviously you've got some really good talent in the quarterback room. Who's currently who is on the field competing? For that starting spot come this this uh this fall well you know when you're looking at the guys i think when we have four quarterbacks that are definitely in you know up there in the running and we're going to have to narrow this down a little bit because there's not just not enough reps to go around but um eventually we start we'll start getting it down to to um you know less candidates but mm-hmm. right now jaron hall baylor romney jacob conover and sojay mayava those guys are, are are the front runners, and, and and you know they're having great days. And you know the whole part about spring and even getting into the the being a coach, you want to develop depth. I think you've heard me say that over and over from year one mm-hmm. to now. You know, and and when you do is you, you create depth, and that's two ways: recruiting and development. And um, when you get depth and you have four quarterbacks that are battling for for starting time, that's a good position to be in. But if I'm looking at the depth that we have in a lot of different places, that that right there is making me feel better. Whenever you have to, it's a tough decision on who's going to be the starter at left guard and right guard and all these different positions, you know. I mean, Clark Barrington's coming back, but everybody's at left guard, but everybody's vying for that right guard position, and everybody's looking at the, you know, they all linemen, they're all chomping at the bit trying to get their one of these five starting spots. That's a good good feeling to have, and, and you're looking at the receivers, tight ends, running backs. Um, that's a good feeling on our offense that A-Rod has to choose from a lot of great players. And then if you look on the defensive side, there's just newer guys here, but we lost a lot of production, but there's a lot of 
great players here that that are that are in the mix, and then that's the whole part of trying to develop your team into a program is that you want to get as deep as possible, so it makes everyone have to raise their their level of play, and then you just play the best guys. That's that's the only way we know how to function, and we're seeing some great competition right now, and especially at the quarterback position. Coach, I was listening. By the way, Kalani Sataki, head coach of BYU, joining us for just a couple more minutes. I was I was listening to you on a post-practice interview talking about Aaron Roderick and his promotion offensive coordinator after losing Jeff Grimes. Um, I uh, I heard you mention that he has play-calling experience, obviously plenty of play-calling experience. But how much of an adjustment is this going to be for Coach Roderick uh, now having the full label, or or is there much adjustment at all for him? No, I mean the the, the there hasn't the transition's been really easy, and he's done it before. He's been a coordinator before. Most of his coaching career, he's been he's been coordinating. You know, so uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of things that he knows and he's learned, and he's he's a learning machine. So the guy just finds ways to keep learning as he goes along, and and. Uh, you know, we were very, very uh, uh, fortunate to have him on staff and uh, handling our passing game, but really handling a lot of the the, the details of being um, an offense coordinator. I think he was able to mentor Jeff Grimes in a lot of ways, and they were able to work really, you know, as partners in the in the whole thing. And then I, I think they led uh, a, a really good, solid group at, at you know with the offensive staff, and it was an it was an easy decision to make. Um, because he's done it before and because he, his impact on this offense has been that way for the last three years. So it just makes a lot of sense. And looking at what we're doing in spring ball right now, uh, it's it's an easy transition. The, the players have taken to his leadership just like they've had the last three years. And, uh, you know, he's able to rely on his staff and welcome in, you know, Daryl Funk is our O-line coach, and he's doing a great job with the O-line. And, I really feel good about that group. I, I, I looking forward to see seeing the production that they can provide for us this fall. I've been around BYU since 1996. It was the quickest hire I've ever seen, as far as the the spot opening and the candidate being named and being put in the position. So obviously, it tells you the confidence level that uh, you and the program has in Aaron Roderick, and I can't wait to see how he does. Uh, really quick, give me a little bit more information on Daryl Funk the new offensive line coach well i think he brings he brings tons of experience but i like his coaching style i like the way that he he teaches our our o-linemen and he he can handle a very mature group you know a lot of our guys are different than most o-line groups uh, anywhere in the country and so uh, i've been watching him really really closely and i like being around the o-linemen i spend a lot of time with them and i think he's he's he'll be a good um It'd be a good compliment to what uh, Jeff Grimes has done with with Ryan Pugh and with Eric Mateos. And so I'm really thankful for the things that Jeff Grimes and Mateos and Pugh have done with this whole line group. And I think uh, Funk's the right guy to take over from there and, and uh, handle it himself. And he's got a, a, a great graduate assistant, Spencer, that will help him out there. And uh, right now we're getting some really good production from that group. And as soon as we get some guys healthier uh, during the during the off season. Uh, I think we'll be a really uh, deep group when we we get into the fall. Well, Coach, we'll see you out there at the public practice March 26th. It was announced 7,500 open seats. People can go out to BYUtickets.com, purchase a seat, $10. Get out there and watch that final spring practice, and I'll expect to see you then. 
Man, looking forward to the last five practices, trying to get better. Appreciate your hands. Yeah, you too, Coach. That's Coach Kalani Sataki, BYU's head football coach.